peace on earth. I've titled today's message, Peace Stillers. Peace Stillers. And here, here's my goal is over the next four weeks, we're going to learn how to get peace in our life. It is possible. It's a chaotic world. And the next four weeks, we want to help you get peace in your life. And I love this time of year. It is the Christmas season. How many of you would say this is your favorite time of the year? How many of you say Christmas season? Yeah, some of you, yeah. This is my absolute favorite time of the year. We, we, we got our Christmas tree up and all of our decorations in the Cooper house before Thanksgiving. I know some of you, that's a sin. Well, pray for me. I need to be delivered because that's how we do it in the Cooper house. We love Christmas. Been, I've been playing Christmas music for a month now. I mean, I love Christmas music, playing it my car, playing at work, playing it at home. I just love the Christmas season. I love Christmas music. I just enjoy this time of the year. And, and as I listen to Christmas music, I, I've noticed that there are some strange Christmas songs. Have you ever noticed that before? Just some of the Christmas songs are, are strange. Like, like the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? It's strange. You've got a little lamb talking to a shepherd boy. It sounds like somebody might need some therapy. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of strange. Little lamb talking to a shepherd boy. It sounds like somebody been out in the field too long. Been smoking on somebody in that field. I mean, it sounds like something's off a little bit. But the lamb is talking to the shepherd boy in the Christmas. So I'm just saying it's a little, it's a little strange. Then there's that verse that says, a child, a child shivering in the cold. Let us bring him silver and gold. What? How about a blanket? How about a heater? A brother don't need no silver or gold when he's freezing to death outside. I'm thinking some warm soup, some hot chocolate. Brother's got pneumonia and he's loaded. That's what the song is trying to describe for us today. I'm just saying it's kind of strange, a little strange. And then there's the song Silent Night, which is in the promo video for our series. And it has a strange word in that song. The song says, round yon virgin, mother and child. What in the world is a round yon virgin? Anybody know what a yon means? I don't know what a yon means. Strange. I don't have a clue what a yon virgin means. The song Silent Night, it's a beautiful song. I, I like the song Silent Night. It says, all is calm, all is bright. And it says, sleep in heavenly peace. But honestly, the song is not accurate because there was no peace. There was nothing calm about the birth of Jesus. And those people living in that day would have not described the day Jesus was born as calm. No, not at all. You have a teenage mother who's pregnant. She, 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 she's getting ready to give birth to her first child. She, there's no room in the inn. There's no room in the hotel. So they got to go to a barn. It is dark. It is smelly. It is nasty. There are animals around. And how many of you with children ever had one of your children come out silent? No way. Jesus came out crying like other babies. He was crying, and then to top it all off, King Herod wanted to kill baby Jesus. It was not a silent night. All was not calm. There was 
turmoil. It was a day filled with turmoil and wondering about King Herod and, and a baby born in a barn. I'm telling you that, that the song is a beautiful song, but it is not accurate in the way that it portrays the birth of Jesus Christ. There was nothing silent about that night. And friends, can I say that it'd be the same thing in our world today. There's not a lot of silence. There's not a lot of peaceful moments in this world. There is a lot of chaos. There's a, there's a lot of uh, hecticness. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of stress. There's not a lot of peace that we're experiencing on earth today. And, and some of you would say, there's not a lot of peace in my life right now. I don't have a silent night. The things are not calm and all bright. Matter of fact, some of you are desperately searching for peace. You're looking for peace. You want to have a silent night. You, you want all to be calm. You, you would love to have peace in your soul right now. You would love to have peace in your mind right now. And today what I want to do is I want to tackle the question, how do we have peace on earth? And many people hear the phrase peace on earth, and the first thing they think about is the Christmas season. They think about the Bible. But, but the interesting thing is the phrase peace on earth, if you, if you study that out, it only shows up one time in the Bible, in all of the translations, one time, and it's not in the Christmas story. Matter of fact, let me show it to you in Luke chapter 12 and verse 51. Jesus said, do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you. But division, thanks, Pastor, that's awfully comforting during the Christmas season. I'm, I'm glad I came to church today. Pastor, I thought Jesus came to bring peace on earth. No, 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 no. Let me explain. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus knew that when he came, that unrest and a lack of peace would remain on the earth. Jesus came and he brought salvation to many. But can I tell you to many others that what they experienced with Jesus was, was unrest, was, 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 was turmoil, was, was hatred, was anger, was hostility. So much anger, so much hostility that they killed Jesus. They, they crucified Jesus. You see, Jesus brought the vision because his ways were so different than the world's, world's way. And so, so many people in the world would not submit to Jesus's ways. They would not yield to Jesus's way. They, 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 they would not fall in line with Jesus's way. And so they experienced this division, this, this chaos. Jesus did not come to bring peace on earth, but it did come to bring peace to your earth. He came to bring peace to mankind. The Bible describes it like this, the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 11. It says, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a, a great company of of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth. Notice this, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Notice it does not say that Jesus was born to bring peace on earth. But it does say he came to bring peace to your earth. He came to bring peace to man, to humanity, to mankind. That means in the midst of a chaotic world, God's peace is available to you today. Understand this, peace, it's a gift ready for you to unwrap. It's a gift for you today. 
Jesus describes it like this in John chapter 14, verse 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Friends, God has left us the gift of peace. Did you realize even in the midst of this crazy, sin-filled, hate, messed up, jacked up world that you and I can be filled with the peace of God? Peace is available for you and I. And here's what I want us to think about for a moment. If Jesus left us the gift of peace, why are so many people lacking it? Why is it escaping so many? Why do so many lack peace? I want to share with you four reasons why. It's what I call peace stillers. Why people don't have peace, although it is a gift from God. Let me give you four peace stillers. Number one is this, unavoidable circumstances. Unavoidable circumstances. Some things in life are unavoidable. Listen to what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 4 and verse 20. It says, disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in ruins. In an instant, my tents are destroyed. My shelter in a moment. That there are things that happen in our world that are beyond our control, unavoidable circumstances. When people go to church on a Sunday morning in Sutherland Springs, Texas, and a deranged gunman walks in and starts firing shots, unavoidable circumstances when people are walking on the streets of Las Vegas and at a concert and a deranged crazy gunman starts start shooting from a hotel window unavoidable circumstances when a hurricane or a tornado hits a city and people lose friends and loved ones unavoidable circumstances when people take good care of their body, they go to the doctor, they watch out what they eat, they're trying their best to take care of their body and they still get cancer. Unavoidable circumstances. When people drive the speed limit, obey the laws of the land, they wear their seatbelt and somebody else still rams into their car and totals their car, unavoidable circumstances. When people work hard at their job, they do things with excellence, they do things with integrity, they're a good employee and they're still let go from their job. Unexplainable. Circumstances, unavoidable, just unavoidable circumstances happen to all of us. And if we're not careful, they will rip the peace right out of us. Let me give you a second peace stiller, and that is unnecessary problems. Unnecessary problems. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 3, it says, People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Sometimes we bring problems on ourselves. Anybody ever been like your pastor? You bring problems on yourself, then you're mad at God. God, why did you let that happen? God said, I didn't do that. You did that. And we could actually avoid them, but our poor choices brought us problems, brought us heartache. And if we're not careful, those problems will now rob us of the peace that God wants us to have. I have done this so many times, too many times to count that I have made poor decisions that have brought problems and heartache into my own life. And I know many of you would say the same thing. 
Perhaps someone starts dating a guy or a girl and, and they have no business dating them. The person's not living for the Lord. They, they don't know the Lord. They got bad morals and bad values, but they keep dating them. And all of a sudden, they, they, they look up one day and they have all of these unnecessary problems. Unnecessary problems. Or, or, or perhaps someone drinks too many eggnog milkshakes and they get high cholesterol and blood pressure. I can't figure out why eggnog milkshakes are bad for somebody. I can't figure it out. They got eggs in them. Come on, somebody. Hey. They're not fried. It's good. Yes, I do like eggnog milkshakes. But, but I'm saying you drink too many of those bad boys. You've got to have some problems. Or perhaps someone is charging up their credit cards, charging, 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 and they get so much debt, they don't know how they're going to get out of it. I'm talking about unnecessary problems. Somebody goes to work, and they cuss out the boss. They lie, and they steal from the company, and they get fired. I'm talking about unnecessary problems, and our poor choices can lead to consequences that steal our peace. Number three is unbearable people. We're talking about peace stealers, unbearable people. Psalm chapter 109, verse 3 says, with words of hatred, they surround, they surround me. They attack me without cause. And unbearable people, they can attack us. You've got some people attacking you, perhaps. And if you're not careful, people, you will allow people to rob you of the peace of God. I know that I have had sleepless nights over unbearable people. How many of you would say that you have had a person or two rob you of peace? You've had some unbearable people. Come on. Some of you got some unbearable people in your life right now. Some of them sitting by you. Come on, somebody. I'm <laughs> robbing you of your peace, huh? I hear you. Unbearable people, if we're not careful, can rob us of peace. Number four, number four, there's a fourth peace stealer, and that's uncontrollable worry uncontrollable worry. The Bible says in Proverbs 12 and verse 25, worry weighs a person down. Worry weighs so many people down. It steals people's peace away. Worry, worry. I mean, some of you today, you find yourself just, just worried about everything and you don't have any peace because, I mean, you're, you're just worried. You're worried about Christmas presents. You're, you're worried about family coming over for Christmas. You're, you're, wor you're, just, you're worried about the economy. You're, you're worried about politics. You're worried about your job. You're worried about your health. You're worried about your children, your grandchildren, your bills, your car. You're just worried. And it's stealing your peace away. And the question is this, how do we have peace when we're always encountering peace stealers? Peace stealers are unavoidable. We're always encountering peace stealers. And how do we have peace when we always face peace stealers? Well, Jesus, let me remind you, in, in John 14, verse 27, he tells us that he, he's left us the gift of peace. Jesus came to earth so that we could have peace in our lives. And friends, I want you to understand, you can have peace even in the midst of unavoidable circumstances. You can have peace even when you create unnecessary problems for yourself. You can have peace even when you're dealing with unbearable people. You can have peace even when your uncontrollable worry is starting to creep in. You can have peace. It's a gift from God. What I want to do today, and obviously in a 30-minute message, I'm not going to be able to download all the keys to having peace in your life. That's why we're doing a series for four weeks. 
Well, what I want to do as we look at this thing called the gift of peace, I want to give you three things you need to do with the gift of peace so that you can begin to experience some peace in your life. Three things you need to do with this thing Jesus called the gift of peace. Number one is this, receive the gift of peace. You got to receive the gift of peace. Here's what I want you to understand. Jesus is peace. And in order to have peace, we have to receive God's gift of Jesus. Jesus is peace. Let me explain it to you like this. Check out this slide. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace. If you know Jesus, you're going to begin to know peace. But if you don't know Jesus, you're not going to know peace. Jesus is peace. The Bible says it like this in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13 and 14. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you, have, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. He is our peace. Peace is gained by accepting Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. And friends, man, I'm telling you, I know from personal experience, I know what it's like not to have peace. I grew up, and some of you know my story, I was abused. I, parents got divorced when I was in high school, and I was fearful, I was scared, I was angry. I was searching for peace all around. Didn't even know what I was looking for. I would just look out at something on the, I needed, I was missing something on the inside. So I'm chasing girls around trying to find peace. Peace, I'm looking for it. I'm angry, I'm hostile, no peace. One day I'm arguing with my coach after practice, screaming at my football coach in front of the football players. I didn't have any peace. And one day, my senior year of high school, at 17, in a football locker room, I gave my life to Jesus. And I'm telling you, peace invaded my broken, abused, confused, hostile soul and changed my life. I'm telling you today, I'm living with the peace of God because Jesus is our peace. And some of you, I'm telling you, you're looking for peace in all the wrong places. You're searching for it. You keep thinking, if I can just make more money, I'll get peace. If I can just get the second home, I'll get peace. If I can just, I'm telling you, if I can just get married, I'll get peace. If I can get the divorced, I'll get some peace. If, if I, I'm telling you, if I get these kids out the house, I'll get some peace. If, I'm telling you, if I can just, I'm looking for drugs. I'm looking at the casino. I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, if I'm telling you, I'm searching for peace. It's in the bottle. If I can just get some more, sip of that bottle. I, I'm telling you, you're looking in all the wrong places. Only Jesus can bring peace to the soul that satisfies. It's Jesus. He is our peace. You won't find it anywhere else. It's only Jesus. I'm telling you, I looked. It's only Jesus. He's our peace. Preach, pastor. I'm trying. I'm trying to help somebody today. I'm trying to tell you, looking in all the wrong places. Number two is this. What do you do with the gift of peace? Have a gift exchange. Have a gift exchange. I love this time of the year, and every year we, we go to Tiffany's family's home at Christmas time and love her family, and it means so much to me, and and yet I had to get used to some of their traditions. 
You know, at Christmas time years ago when I started, got into the family, you know, there'd be 25, 30 of us around and, at her grandparents' house or aunt or uncle's house and all the families there. They're talking about, they, we're, we're going to open up Christmas gifts. They're talking about, we're going to go from the youngest to the oldest one at a time. I'm like, you people are losing y'all's mind. That's not how I opened Christmas, Christmas gifts when I grew up. You know, when I grew up, everybody got on the tree, each person for themselves. I don't care what you got. I can't play with it. And you're not going to play with mine. So I had to get used to all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but one of the traditions that I, I, I got used to was, was, was it was this gift exchange idea. It's I'll get a name that I have to buy a gift for and somebody will get my name. Christmas, Christmas Day, you know, there's this gift exchange and I open up their gift for me and they open up mine and... You know, after 20 years, you're still like, you know, I've been married to Tiffany 20 years this month. It's like, yeah, y'all still got the receipt. <laughs> y'all still don't know me yet, huh? Give me the receipt. <laughs> Thank you for the gift. Thank you. Give me the receipt. Gift exchange, gift exchange. And I'm telling you, if you're going to overcome peace stealers, you'll have to have a gift exchange with your heavenly father. You'll have to bring him all your nastiness, all your problems and all the people and all the circumstances and all the issues, all of your worry. You'll have to bring them to your heavenly father and you have to exchange them for what he has is good gifts. He wants to give you the gift of peace. But here's the key. You have to first give Jesus your mess before he'll give you his peace. Here's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. He says, come to me. That's key. You got to do that first. Draw near to God and then he'll draw near to you. Come to me. That's, that's key. Come to me. All of you who are weary and burdened, let me tell you why. There's going to be a gift exchange. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. Wow, that's what people are looking for. Rest for your souls. Peace for your soul. Jesus says, you got to come to me with your circumstances and your problems and your people issues and your worry issues. And there has to be an exchange where you give me all of that, and then I give you my peace. I'm talking to you right now about not how to gain peace. I'm talking to you how to maintain peace. Because you can be a Christian and not maintain peace. And the way you maintain peace is you have to constantly come to Jesus with all of your stuff and cast it on him and exchange it for his peace. I have to do this every single day. Every day I got to come to Jesus and give him my junk and issues and people and decisions and problems I got to cast them to the Lord because if I don't give them to the Lord you know what happens I start to get anxious I start to worry peace starts to seep out I've got to do it every day have a gift exchange I know some of you are more spiritual than me and you only you only have to do it once a month well God bless you I got to do it every single day come to Jesus with all of my mess and all of my issues so that I can have a gift exchange and receive his peace so that I don't just gain peace and salvation but I maintain the peace of God in my life you gotta have a gift exchange Number three is this. What do you do with the gift of peace? Give away the gift of peace. Give it away. I, I love to give gifts. I enjoy it. I enjoy giving gifts to people. Matter of fact, when I give a gift to pe a person, I like to watch them open it. You ever give somebody a gift and they're like, yeah, I'm going to open it when I get home. No, no, open it now. <laughs> open it now. 
I want to see you open it. Oh, yeah, open it right now. I've been, I've been shopping for you. Open it. Oh, you're not smiling. Oh, I didn't do good, did I? Oh, you don't like it. Oh, I like it. No, you don't. I love it. Love, I love giving gifts to people. I enjoy it. I love giving gifts to my children. I can't wait for Christmas. You know, we've been, my wife and I were talking last night about when we're going to have our family Christmas, just, just us, just the six of us. And I can't wait for that day because my kids will be opening gifts and they'll be screaming and excited about their presents and talking and screaming. I, I, mean, I just love giving gifts. I just love blessing people. Matter of fact, some of you won't believe this, but it's true. Last night, I went to my wife and said, babe, here's the number I'm thinking for the miracle offer. What are you thinking? She said, that number's great with me. Let's do it. And man, thousands of dollars that I got online and I gave last night. Can I tell you, I gave thousands last night. I was happy. I was excited. I'm like, I'm giving to the Lord. I'm giving to the I mean, I get excited just about giving it. It just, it just touches my heart. I can't wait for the big give on December the 17th. My, my wife and I, we haven't bought our gifts yet, but we're buying them this week. And I can't wait for December the 17th in every single service at every campus. We're going to bless people who are just in need during this Christmas season. Some of them are inside of our church. There'll be many outside of our church that show up December the 17th that we're going to bless with Christmas gifts. Can I tell you, I'll be smiling from year to year. Watching kids get gifts and families excited and blessed. It'll be a fun environment. We're going to have hot chocolate and cartoon characters walking around. And you say, Pastor, why do we do this on a Sunday morning? I'll tell you why. Because we're going to give people toys, but we're going to also give them Jesus. So come on in the church. We're going to give you Jesus. We're going to love on you. We're going to share the good news of Christ, the one who gives peace to our hearts. And I cannot wait. We're going to serve people that day. We're going to love people that day. We're going to give toys to people. And I just get fired up about blessing people with gifts. But can I tell you, one of the greatest gifts that we can give away is the gift of peace. Can't wait for the big gift. Invite people to the big gift. You have friends and family who need it. But can I tell you what some of your friends and family also need? It's not just for you to invite them to come because they have some needs in their life that we can bless. But what some of you need to give is to give them the gift of peace. Because you have some relationships that are lacking peace. And one of the greatest, one of the greatest gifts you can give people this Christmas season is to start sowing seeds of peace. Because not only will it bless their life, but it will bless your life. Your peace hinges on your willingness to sow seeds of peace. Friends, can I tell you, when we sow seeds of disunity and unforgiveness and dissension and hatred, we actually hinder our own peace. James says it like this in chapter 3 and verse 18, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Let me explain it to you. If you sow peace, you will reap a harvest of righteousness and peace. But if you sow seeds of dissension, if you're sowing seeds of discord and chaos and gossip and disunity, you will reap a life of no peace. The Bible says it like this in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 20. Deceit fills hearts that are plotting evil. When you're plotting evil and you're sowing unforgiveness and chaos, you're just plotting it. Your heart is filled with deceit and anxiety and chaos and nastiness. But joy fills hearts that are planning peace. Let me ask you a question. What are you planning to give away? Here's even a better question. What kind of seeds are you sowing? 
Some of you are forfeiting the peace that God has for your life because you're sowing seeds of disunity and chaos and trouble. And you know what you need to do? One of the best things you can do this Christmas season is go to some of the people where the relationship is fractured. It may be at work, it may be in your own home, it may be friends or family, and it's fractured and start sowing seeds of peace. And I know what you're thinking. Pastor, you don't know what they did? Pastor, let me tell you, two takes two to tangle and they have been wrong. And I'm not talking about what they did. I'm talking about what you're doing. When I, when I focus on them, I'm focused on you. Pastor, but if I go and sow seeds of peace, they're not going to receive it. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you. And I'm not asking how they respond. I'm saying to some of the family members that you hadn't talked to in 17 years, go and sow some seeds of love, of peace. I'm talking about when you get to work tomorrow, quit cutting your eyes at the people at work. Sow some seeds of peace. Well, we don't like each other. It don't matter if they don't like you. It doesn't matter. You sow seeds of peace. As far as it depends on you, the Bible says in Romans, live at peace with everyone. Sow seeds of peace because you'll reap a harvest of peace. Give away the gift of peace so that you don't forfeit peace in your life.